So I'm here with Lee Gunner. Lee, how are you doing? I'm very well, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No problem. And, um, it's always nice to link up with fellow Gooners as well, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, so tell us a bit about your background and where you're from and um, for people well, that won't know. Well, currently I live in Spain. Um, I moved to Spain about a year ago, just over a year ago now. Um, do YouTube full time. Been doing that for 18 months full time. Um, but prior to that, I'm originally from Milton Keynes, um, just north of London, about 40 miles north of London. But um, yeah, used to do door to door sales, double glazing, um, harassing people for windows. Uh, did that for two decades, man. It was um, it was a slog. Good money, really good money. But I just didn't like it in the, in the end. And um, when I set up this YouTube channel I'm currently on, it, it took off pretty quickly. So I thought, you know what? I've, I've I wouldn't say I'm great with money because I'm not, but I, I had enough to get myself through for about six to nine months. So I thought, you know what, if I don't take the plunge now, I'm not going to do it. And I've done it. And then, yeah, lo and behold, I'm now doing it full time consistently and moved to Spain. Loving my life at the moment, man. It's um, Even though it's winter, um, I live in southern Spain. I live near Marbella. So it's still like 25, 26 degrees in the daytime. It's beautiful, man. It's really nice. So I'm enjoying my life right now. So making that decision to move away from a job you didn't really like is is paying off now, but it's mm. takes a while. Yeah, it does, and and this is the thing: not a lot of people would, would and and like I said, it was it was all commission based. The job I used to do, and um, some days were a slog. It was like getting yourself out of bed. It's hammering down with rain. You got to go out and knock on people's doors that you don't know, asking them if they want a quote on Windows. It's like. <laughs> You know, when you've done it for so long, I mean, luckily I was very good at it without blowing my own trumpet. I was really talented at it. But because you, because I got so good at it, I become lazy in terms of my hours because I was self-employed. Instead of doing six hours a day, I'd start doing two hours a day because yeah. I could earn decent money in that two hours, five days a week. So I just got lazy and just kind of fell out of love with it in the end. And um, yeah, the one thing I'll say to anybody who is watching this, that um if you want to do something completely different, just make sure you've got a few months' money stashed in the bank. Make sure you can keep them doors open if you if it don't work. Go for it, man, because I swear I am I am so happy that I decided to do that. Otherwise, especially what with the COVID situation and stuff like that, you know, I don't think anyone wants them, anyone knocking on their doors for windows now, do they? Do you know what I mean? No, so, exactly, yeah. Obviously, I didn't foresee that coming. I don't think anyone did. But, yeah, I, I did it at the right time. And... Um, yeah, it's took off and I'm not far off 50k subs now, nearly 20 million views as well. And it's two years this month since I sell it up. So, so yeah, just take the plunge. If you want to do something, take the plunge. I had a, a guy on there last week that I know he's actually a friend of mine and he pretty much done the same thing, but he does gaming and anime and he's on 200, 250k subscribers at the moment. Wow. And he's, that's what he does now. Yeah. It's gay. It's gaming and anime. But it's like it's a slog, like it's eight, ten hours a day. Mm. That kind of See, thing. that's the thing. People people look at YouTubers, especially in the footballing side of it. And like, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of outspoken, I suppose, at times, like with some of my views, but it's because I'm passionate, man. I've seen life before Premier League, life before Champions League. You know, I've seen us win the cup double in '93. I've seen us win the UEFA Cup and stuff like that, or the Cup Winners' Cup, sorry. And um you know, I've I've seen football before the the social media side of football kicked in and and the new new fad of Premier League and stuff like that. So like, it's um, a lot of people don't particularly like 
people like me doing YouTube because I have got solid opinions. I do back them up. People agree or they don't agree. That's how I look at it. And a lot of people don't like it. But one thing I will say here, to get to a point where you can actually earn money on YouTube, yeah, it is not easy. And I'm not, listen, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm enjoying how it's going and how quickly it's growing. But I mean, today, for example, we're doing this. I've already done two live streams today. I've had three phone calls on the phone for over an hour of time. When I come off of this, I'm then going to go and do another stream for half an hour. I've then got to sit and build thumbnails and play around with Photoshop, play around with OBS. It's very, very time consuming. And you're constantly checking your phone for latest news and stuff. It, you know, I, I spent more time um, in lockdown, yeah, and I was with my missus at the time. I'm still with my missus, but we were yeah. in the same house at the same time. And in that three and a half months we were together, I barely saw her, yeah, because I was just flat out, flat out, flat out. And I actually see her more now that I'm back in Spain and she's back in England. It's mad. But yeah. I am still grafting. But people think it's easy. It really ain't. It really ain't. Listen, I wouldn't change anything about how it's gone, but it's not as easy as people think it is. And that's why when people have a go at me like, or, or say, oh, you're just doing it for the money. Well, come on, it's my job. That's how I see it. But it's yeah. a job that I enjoy doing. And um, like I said, every single day I wake up, I think, you know, I'm kind of blessed that I do what I do. And I've got so many people that enjoy what I do because it's getting bigger and bigger every day. And it really isn't easy, man. Like to try and learn how to use OBS, Jesus Christ. That streaming yeah. software is the most complicated thing in the world. <laughs> it's mad. And, then, and then to hook it up through Facebook and YouTube, like, and then things can get broken. Like there's so many things. Exactly. And this is the thing. I was playing around. I've got a couple of overlays. I paid a graphic designer the other week some, uh, some money to do me some um, scenes for the background, for the green screen and that. And as soon as I pull it onto OBS, I just literally touch one button on it. And I don't know what I did, but Deleted I needed everything. four hours to fix it. And it's like, yeah. if you don't know what you're doing with it, it can be very complicated. And I'm, I'm kind of getting there. Photoshop's another one as well. I'm, I'm up to speed with Photoshop for my thumbnails. But even that, I mean, you press, luckily on that, you can do Command X on your Mac and it'll take you back. On OBS, yeah. you ain't got that facility. Yeah, but yeah, it's hard work. And, you know, when I'm doing it on my own, I've got nobody else helping me. There's other YouTubers that have a PA. There's other YouTubers that have two or three of them involved in it. It's just me on my own. Then you've got to try and keep your social medias up and running. You know, it's, it's a full-time job. And um, it's... It, the reason I started wanted to do YouTube, obviously, like I said, I, I wasn't happy with my job, but I wanted to be able to work when I wanted. Now it seems like I'm working a lot more than I used to work, but I actually enjoy doing what I'm doing. And that's the difference for me. Yeah. Do you remember your first Arsenal game? Yes, very well. The, fir very the first well. one you went to? Yeah, first one I when went was to. Um, it was Graham Ricks' testimonial, um, okay. October 1990. And uh, we lost 5-2 to Tottenham. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of ironic that later down the road, we've beaten them 5-2 twice. But yeah, 5-2 to Tottenham. And um, I was, what, eight years old, eight, about eight years old, eight and a bit. And yeah. um, I loved it, walking into Highbury. Um, I went with um, the football team I was playing for at the time, just a local team. And um, the guy who run the team was a massive Arsenal fan. He was part of the supporters club in Milton Keynes. And um, he got us a load of tickets. And it was the first time I'd ever been. Obviously, I supported Arsenal by that stage, but it's the first time I'd ever been to Highbury. My dad wasn't really keen on football with Arsenal. He, he supported the team, but it weren't Arsenal. And yeah. my dad never took me to football at all. And um, I remember walking in. I'll never forget this. I remember walking in and just the smell. It just stunk a wee. 
Like it was just, yeah. like, <laughs> I'll never forget. It just stunk of piss. Yeah. And, um, I was just like seeing it. It was just like, wow, I was so close to the pitch. I was like three rows back from the pitch. You could stand. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I was hooked after that. And then I started going quite a lot, a little bit later down the road, kind of secondary school days. Me and a couple of pals from secondary school started going. Um, then I got with a, a girlfriend that I'm no longer with, but um, I was a carer for her uncle um, who was disabled. He was in a wheelchair and he had a season ticket. So you could get him as a carer. So oh, I used yeah. to go everywhere with him, mainly the home games, but I used to do quite a few of the aways back then. Then um, I'd be become Wenger out back in, well, it was the 8-2. When was that? 2011, perhaps? When we yeah. lost at Old Trafford. And um, after that, I stopped going for years until probably about three and a half, four years ago. And I just started going again. And um, see the last, well, I decided not to go for Wenger's last three games. Yeah, I had the tickets, obviously, but I, I gave them away. I said, no, I'm not going because I was so against Wenger at that point that I was like, no, I'm not going to go to Huddersfield and, and get in with this love fest over him when I've been Wenger out for six, seven, eight years. Yeah. And um, Burnley at home, I never went. Yeah, I gave that ticket away. Leicester was in between that, I think. Yeah, I gave that away. I think my last game under Wenger that I went to was West Ham. We beat West Ham. And um, yeah, I, I, that was it. And then Unai Emery came in. And I went everywhere, like all over Europe. I, under Wenger, the last season of Wenger, I went everywhere as well, to be fair. Went to yeah. Atletico Madrid, Madrid away. Uh, by the way, if you've never been to Atletico Stadium, yeah, that is the loudest football stadium you'll ever hear. When, you're, when it's fully packed with fans on a European night, there ain't no stadium I've been to that's louder than that. It's deafening. My ears were ringing the next day. Yeah, beautiful stadium as well. But, but yeah, man. I was lucky enough to go to Highbury once because obviously I, I'm from Ireland. I don't get to go that often, but I've been to, I think it's, uh, it's either seven or eight Arsenal games and they've won none. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you know what the worst one was, though? Cool. I went to the League Cup final against Man City. Oh, mate. That, were you at that game? Uh, what, at Wembley? The, uh, yeah. the recent one, what, 2017? Yeah, but yeah, about that, yeah. Three yeah, Bam Yang had just joined, I think, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was there that day, yeah. It was pathetic. We never turned up. Didn't no. turn up. As soon as they went one nil, it was game over, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was in the Man City end with my oh, jersey. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But like I they wrecked the place. Like mm. at, at half time they smashed all the bathrooms up and it was crazy. Myself and the missus were there, both Arsenal fans, with a Man City fan that I know. Yeah, that's and crazy. I just I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and then it must be just a normal thing. No, no. Do you know what you say that a lot of people ask me this? Like, do I see much football violence when I've been to games and stuff like that, yeah. or or like just um, you know just people like you said smashing things up? I don't really see any of that. If I'm yeah. honest, I've seen a couple of people like when we played Tottenham when they were at Wembley, um, a couple of Tottenham and Arsenal fans were having a punch up on Wembley Way. Um, a load of Man City, funny enough, against Arsenal with that game, funny enough. Um, after the game, there was a bit of a tear-up outside. Yeah, because they were all jumping around, like, going over the top and getting in front of people. And the Arsenal fans that they got in front of didn't say kindly to it. Yeah, uh, They all ended up getting carted off, all of them, by old Bill. But other than that, I've never, never really seen anything kicking off at yeah. a game. I've seen, <laughs> like, when I've been in a stadium, I've seen fans of the same team punching each other up I think that was game was that I think that was funny enough Man City Man City <laughs> at the Etihad yeah that was 3-1 yeah. Lacazette came on and scored in that game 
And uh, I think yeah, I was at that game as well. Beating each other up. I was like, why are you fighting? <laughs> like, you're champions. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Football fans yeah. are a different breed, mate. They're mad. I think it's the, the, the long day drinking, maybe, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, especially when it's Wembley as well, because it's a final or something like that. And, yeah. you know, it's a party atmosphere, isn't it? And you go in there thinking, like, you know, it's a long day. It'll be a three or four, five o'clock kickoff. It's not going to be a midday kickoff. So, yeah, maybe that. It could be that. Uh, Arsenal Fan TV, you'd made a good few appearances. That's kind of where people maybe know you from at the start. And you're, you're obviously doing your own thing now. But uh, what's it like to work with Robbie and the lads? I've met Robbie before myself. He's a gent. Oh, Robbie's, Robbie's amazing. And um, funny enough, we both lived in Milton Keynes. He still lives there. But, um, but yeah, it was funny because... I'd seen it before. I remember when we lost. I think it was. Um, I think it was to Aston Villa, and um, Chris Hudson did his video, and he said, uh, "I've had a fuck enough," or saying. And I was. That was their first big video that blew. Was that the opening day of the season last year? Yeah, Villa? opening day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we lost that game badly. I think it was two 0 or saying, but we were yeah. poor that day. And um, I wasn't at the game at that point, but. Um, I remember seeing this video, like that particular video, and I was like, wow, this guy's saying every single thing that I think. Yeah, he nailed it. It, it went mad, that video. And then it was funny because the very next day I see Robbie, and I didn't know Robbie at this point, I see Robbie in Asda in Milton Keynes. Yeah, I just went up and said hello to him and chatted yeah. to him and that. And then, um, yeah, I ended up going on it, what, a year or so, two years later, whatever, whatever it may be. And yeah. uh, he was, he's sound, man. The guy's lovely, yeah. proper nice, and Tao, who, um, who runs it with him, yeah, proper nice guys. Yeah, man. I met him as well, and I met, I did meet troops as well. Yeah, they Sam. were over at the, they were over at the game in Dublin, Chelsea. Okay, Arsenal. yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, against Chelsea, that was, at, uh, was it Croke Park? Yeah, uh, it was the Aviva Stadium. Aviva, sorry, that's yeah. completely miles away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> know, they're both, in, they're both in Dublin. You're, it's grand. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. But yeah, Robbie was sound, and I'd always respect Robbie because he always gave me a chance to go on and have my say. Yeah. And, you know, it always challenged me on what I said. Like, oh, I remember yeah. Wenger, the, the last game I went to under Wenger was the West Ham game, like I said. Yeah, and um, we won the game. And, it, and I remember it was a lovely sunny day in May or, or late April, early May. And he put his arm around me. He's going, come on, sing one awesome thing. I was like, no, not doing it. And he's like, come on, join in. But no, him and Tower, brilliant, mate. They sound really yeah. nice guys. And I'll always be grateful for them to for giving me the opportunity to go on there because... A lot of people did like what I said. A lot of people didn't like what I said. But off of the back of that, a lot of people that watch me now started watching me because of that channel. So I'll always rate them. And listen, look, the size of their channel is ridiculous. The amount of views they get, the, the subscriber rate. If I get mine anywhere near as big as that, I'll be um, I'll be well happy, put it that way. Yeah. Who's your favourite that's left on it now to watch? Like, who would you, maybe not favourite's the word to use, but who would you look at and say, yeah, I'd agree with him the most? Turkish, apart from Turkish. with Dan Kroenke. Yeah, me and him disagree on Kroenke. Yeah. I don't think Kroenke's that much of an, is an issue, but I don't think he's the biggest issue. Yeah. Yeah, so me and him disagree, but we're, we're very good mates, me and Turkish. But yeah, yeah Turkish is the one. Um, Kenny don't go on it very often at the moment for some reason. I don't know whether that's Kenny or Robbie, I don't yeah. know. But Kenny Ken, again, another good friend of mine. Uh, but yeah. Um, listen Lee to Judges is pretty good on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listen to, um, who else do I watch? Afsal, I listen to him. But yeah, if I was to say, you know, two, if, if I had to pick three people, it'd be them three. Yeah. 
And in terms of your channel now, uh, nearing closing in on 50k, what's the goal overall? A million and beyond. <laughs> yeah do you know what when i set this channel up and for anybody who's got a channel i know you've got a channel as well yeah for anybody who's got a channel i'm not saying i'm the messiah or i'm like you know i've got the the code to crack everything because i haven't in youtube sense yeah. i'm tiny but for me i get asked all the time like why do you think your channel's grown like i want to start a channel what advice would you give and blah 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 which i think oh that's actually really nice that you've asked me that but i ain't got all the answers i it's it's all about learning on the job and for me personally, before I set this channel up, because I had another channel, and um, long story short, Google thought I was hacking my own account. Yeah, so it locked me okay. out of that. I then set up, that had 12K subs, I think. I then set up another one, and um, you can't have two channels in the same name. So once right. it got to monetization stage, it said no, because I had the other channel, yeah? So I had six months off, and then everyone was just messaging me on Insta and Twitter saying, come back, come back, come back. So I, I sat down with um with my girlfriend at the time a couple of friends of mine and i'll put a set plan into place of what i'm going to do up until 10k subs then from 10k what i'm going to do to 20k and i've got that planned out and mapped out all the way up to about 200k yeah, yeah. and i know what i'm going to bring in at what times like sometimes i can bring it in a little bit quicker like adapting and getting other people because i'm not just going to stick with arsenal content i'm going to branch it out so yeah. i'm doing shows with other teams now like other fans of teams and um, I've got that plan in my head, but the bigger it's getting, the harder it is to 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 manage everything. Together. And it's like I don't stop at the minute. Seriously, mate, it's mad. Do you ever think that anyone in the club would see your videos? Or do you do you do you think that they see Robbie's videos? Obviously, <clears throat> they must see something because of you know the way you have to change the name, take the Arsenal out of it, and go with the AFT thing, AFTV. Sorry. But do you think I'm, they watch? I'm not so sure that they had to do that. I don't know the yeah. ins and outs of that, but that yeah. was what was reported. I, I the rumour, yeah. But I'm going to sound really cocky when I say this, right? Yeah. And I'm not trying to say it in a cocky way. 100% Arsenal have seen my channel. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I say that, I'm banned from their YouTube channel from commenting. Okay. Right? Because I put a comment in. They, put, they, were, doing, um, they were doing a little... Um, series during lockdown, I think it was, where they were doing documentary with Burkamp, with Tony Adams, with Keown, Willie Dixon. And I just put a comment in, I think it was on the Martin Keown one, saying, um, kind of embarrassing how, and I say, kind of embarrassing how you've got nearly 2 million subs and this has only got 25k views. Maybe if you actually, as a football club, educated more people on who Martin Keown is, what he represented for the club, that would actually get more views. And it's not just about the current team or the current manager. Yeah, yeah. they blocked me. Yeah, they blocked me. They're, that's gas. Their YouTube channel always, it's just full of uh, them doing stupid games with each other and questions and answers. And Mate, do, it's do you know terrible. What? It, it winds me up because they don't use, for me, if I had a platform as big as that, I'd try to educate the fans because Arsenal have got a massive global reach. Yeah, and a lot of that global reach don't know about Martin Keown because they weren't born in that era. And yeah. I don't blame them for not educating themselves. I blame the football club for not educating them fans. But me personally, I look at it and I just think like, they don't want to educate the fans on George Graham or Herbert Chapman or anybody else who's managed or played for this club. They want now customers that are going to go and buy all the shirts. And yeah. let's be real, the amount of football shirts they've put out this summer to now is an absolute disgrace. 
and yeah, the training tops. We were, when we were back in the day, it was two shirts, yeah, and you had them for two seasons, and it was alternate. So you have the home shirt, yeah. A year later, the away comes out, and you'd alternate. So it was one shirt every year. Yeah, they must have bought out about twenty shirts since August. Yeah. And the training right? tops and all that kind of stuff, and then yeah. the Pharrell thing. Oh, that's, that's the only shirt I'm not buying. Yeah, I can't. I don't like it. All the others, even though I don't particularly like some of them, I'll buy them. But yeah. in terms to um, to finish off on that question about, do you think they've seen me? Or the, I know some of the players have seen it because I do. Um, I do a thing, and I started this back last December. Me and my daughter. Funny enough, it's her birthday when we're recording this. It's today. It's yeah. she's eleven today. But um, we we started doing this thing called Bluetooth, right? So instead of fist bumping. Yeah, I'm driving, she's in the back of the car, and I go, Bluetooth, and we just twist up. Yeah, so it's like a yeah. fist bump. Obviously, as so, um, lockdown come, social distancing, it was like, oh, so that become a big thing for me during, like, with my subscribers and that, yeah? Yeah. Abamyang put on his Instagram story to 10 million people or whatever it was on Usman Dembele's birthday. It was a picture of them going to do a fist bump, and he put hashtag Bluetooth, yeah? So percent right. that that ain't a regular thing in England. Yeah, that, that's yeah. like I'm I'm gonna take full credit for that. <laughs> yeah. But um but I think I think Hector Bellerin might have seen I went viral on a video that I put out cussing him off once after we'd yeah. just beaten Ostas and away and he'd said something about fans are profiting off of negative uh, negative and um losses and blah 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 and then he started saying about AFTV. So I did yeah, a video he- the next day, I went right into him, called him every name under the sun slagging off the fans and that and i was like who does he think he is like because you're profiting more than we are mate yeah you're getting paid 100 or grand a week and you're losing every week like come on who are you to call out fans it's disgusting i mate i can't stand that bloke the quicker yeah. is the better <laughs> <laughs> he done that at some uh wasn't it some college talk or something over in england yeah 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 it was yeah. uh oxford university yeah yeah, no, yeah that i've seen really that over here as well yeah wound me right up because i'm like you do not go for the fans yeah, you don't. And that's why I got on Xhaka's case as well. He's lucky he still plays for this football club because as soon as you start getting on the fans as a footballer, back in, our, back in my day when I was growing up, that's you gone. Yeah. yeah. But now I, it just seems a bit more forgiving. They just say, oh, it's OK. Oh, look, he's turned it around. It shouldn't even be it. I don't think he's going to last anyway. It doesn't no, look like he's going to get back at the team anyway. Yep, I agree, mate. He's, he's, yeah. he's finished out here. Yeah, he's put in a lot of poor performances for Arsenal. Mm. I think um, there's quite a few of them though I mean Alex Lacazette's another one but with the Lacazette one it's kind of mad because he played the first three games of the season scored in all three of them Yeah, hasn't got international duty so we dropped him for Sheffield United before international duty which made no sense then he, um, after international duty we played City away and he put Willian up front so I'm like yeah. well, and he's come back into the team and he's looked out of his depth like not interested, couldn't be bothered and it must be frustrating that you've scored three and three and then you get benched. And I think, like, I'm not Arteta's biggest fan. I don't even want him here, mate. The quicker he yeah, goes, the yeah. better. Because I think that once he goes and we actually get a proper manager, I know he won the cup and all of that, but I think once we get a proper manager in that can deal with this, these issues, you know, for me, all of the kids have regressed since he's been here. Maitland, Niles, Smith, Rowe, Willock, you know, Saka, although he's been half decent for England, he's been poor for us Nelson. this season. You know, it's it's mad. It's like I'm just looking at it, thinking like the only the only player this season that's probably improved is Gabriel. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Other than yeah. that, 
has anyone else really improved? Maybe El Nenny, but he's back to El Nenny of old in the last couple of games, isn't he? Yeah, sideways again. Yeah. And it's, the, it's, uh, it's winds me the, up, man. That's all. The, the, goal, the goalkeeper is something I definitely agree with you on. Like, I don't know why he sold Martinez with his distribution compared to Lenos. Exactly. And, and, and it, that's another thing that winds me up because we probably could have got more money for Leno. Yeah. And, and if everyone was saying, oh, but we needed to sell him to fund party. Well, we're not skin. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not skin as a football club. We're one of the biggest football clubs in world football with one of the biggest income sources, you know, and I would sell Leno. I, I just don't rate him. And, and people that do rate him, listen, good luck to him. But for me, if you actually look at stats for a goalkeeper on errors made that lead to a goal, for me, He's that's right one up there. of the only stats that I actually look at because that's directly involving in a goal. Yeah, that's that's led to an, an error that's led to a goal. He's only one behind Jordan Pickford since he's been here. And none yeah. of us would take Jordan Pickford at Arsenal, so why do we want him? Martinez was brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I don't blame him one bit for leaving because if you come into the team after 10 years of waiting for your opportunity and then you get told, oh, well, you're not guaranteed to be number one next season, I'd leave as well. He didn't have the bottle to go with that, I don't think. No, this is the thing with Arteta, though. I don't think he has got the bottle for for many things, mate. I think he's a very reactive manager rather than a, you know, a, a you know, a forward-thinking manager, a proactive manager. I think he he sets up not to lose rather than try and win. Yeah. yeah, and I think that with the team we've got, we could pick an eleven out of that squad that can get us top four. Yeah, just not with this manager, though. And he, he still, for me, doesn't know his best 11, doesn't know his best formation, and still, to this day, hasn't picked the 11 I'd pick. And he's been here a year next month. He sets up, I think, not to lose. Mm. Really. He does. You know, we, you know, we've got our fans going, oh, well, we didn't get battered at the Etihad and it was respectable at Liverpool. Well, we still lost both games. Yeah. You know, and we didn't even have a go, really, let's be honest. At Man City, they didn't have De Bruyne. Aguero was half fit. Sterling was half fit. They had half of their defence out injured. You know, Phil Foden is not the greatest footballer in the world. He was running rings around our midfield. And, they, yeah. and we didn't even have a go. And you're playing Willian up front. I mean, the guy's not even scored a goal for us yet. <laughs> yeah, I've I seen man. your video on Willian today. Going to Dubai for a fucking steak. Oh, mate, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And I said this on my stream earlier. The amount of people, millions of people across the globe that are suffering from mental health because of COVID and because they've lost their jobs and stuff like that. The amount of people that have lost people due to that. And he wants to get on a plane to go and have a steak with Salt Bay. I mean, even if he had some kind of exemption, which is highly unlikely, right? Because the UK, you can only fly to Dubai or to other countries if you're going for work or for educational purposes. So unless he's going to learn how to salt a steak, like, I don't get it, mate. I, I genuinely don't get it. And, and even if he did have an exemption, as somebody who's in the media spotlight and in the fan Arsenal fan spotlight and the footballing spotlight, yeah. he should know better than that. And he's been here five minutes at Arsenal and he's already causing this drama in the, in yeah. the newspapers. It's wrong. And if Arsenal don't sort that out and fine him and, and drop him and say, right, you're banned for five games... Yeah, then Arsenal got a lot to answer for as well because, by rights, if he hasn't got an exemption, he could get arrested for that because he's broken he, the law. Yeah, he had one good game against Fulham, but let's yeah. face it, they're going down, hundred percent. So, ever since then, he's been really, 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 really bad. Oh, it's been shocking. Yeah, and, and, and what winds me up even more is the fact that you've got Pepe, who's actually played all right this season, yeah. scoring goals, getting assists. 
coming off the bench and scored against um, Sheffield United. And then he just gets dumped. He got hooked off against Dundalk. And we're thinking, right, you're starting at Old Trafford against Luke Shaw. Lovely jubbly, because the last yeah. time you'd done him, you spun him around constantly in that game. And he didn't even get on the pitch. It's like, well, why yeah. did you take him off after 60 minutes against Dundalk? He's just scored. Keep him on. And, and I can see... I can see a lot of players down in tools soon. I think Pepe yeah. will be one of them. I think Laka will be another. Granite Xhaka might be another one. You know, yeah. Granite Xhaka was in the team consistently. Now he can't get a game. You know, Aubameyang looks out of sorts. He can't be bothered. He's playing out of position for me. He only played, I think, 10 games up front. Uh, sorry, 10 games on the wing for Dortmund. Yeah. And uh, he barely plays up front. And people sit there and say, yeah, but he can't hold the ball up. Well, Jamie Vardy can't hold the ball up. Play it over the top and play to his yeah. strengths. You know, we don't do that. And we're, we're going to struggle this season real bad. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I know you don't like Ozil, but do you think the Ozil, yeah, to say it, to put it mildly, but do you think the Ozil situation would have an effect on the players that would, say, be friends? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, we so see that. that under so there can't, there can't be good vibes in the dressing room if no. that's going on. We see that under Emery. You know, yeah. a lot of players down tools soon as soon as Ozil down tools and he had to grind it out a little bit, which he did, Emery. Yeah, yeah, and um, until we got to Baku, and his biggest problem was bringing Ozil back in the team for me. Yeah, he yeah. bowed down to fan pressure and pulled, pulled Ozil out and put it. As soon as Granit Xhaka told everyone to jog on, he had a choice to make, and he bottled it because he brought Ozil back in to keep everyone on side. Yeah, yeah I get and you, he yeah. shouldn't have done that. He should, and that that was the end of him. That was the end of him. Even though he got us to that final, and we got humiliated, that was his downfall in my opinion. When Xhaka told everyone to piss off. And he went, oh, I'll put Ozil back in. That'll calm everyone down. He shouldn't have done it. He should have stood up and, and took the heat. That Ozil decision, though, it's definitely come from upstairs about the pay cut, do you reckon? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, th I don't think it's just the pay cut. I think there's a few things. He's not very good as a footballer anymore. Yeah, yeah he's he, past it. You know, his output's just terrible. And uh, Jack Grealish did more against Liverpool than Ozil's done in two years. Yeah. You know, Jack Grealish done more against us than he's done in two years. So... His output's not great. Um, the whole China thing, even though that was before Arteta came in, that's yeah. had repercussions later down the road anyway. Yeah, we're not allowed yeah. to sell our... Um, we're sponsored by, I think it's Pro Evo Soccer. Yeah, we've got an Arsenal edition of Pro Evo. They won't sell it in their country. You know, okay. I don't know how much money that would make the club, but then there's other deals that they won't put, put our products on certain websites and stuff like that. So it has had a bit of an, a knock-on effect. And then obviously the pay cut um, as well. And um, yeah, I think I think that's all three of them things added up is why they don't, and the massive wages we've given him, which is just a joke, isn't it? They, they should have just terminated his contract. Yeah, hundred you know? percent, mate. The money we got for Mar Martinez, just go bang. See you later. Yeah, yeah. Get and... him out of the club because he he is a, a bad vibe, mate. Trust me. And I've had it on good authority under Emery that he caused a lot of shit in that dressing room. Mm. Yeah, and um, listen, he he'll, he will eventually do the same with Arteta. And so will some of them other players because these players turn up when they feel like it. And if there's a trophy on the line, nine times out of ten, they'll roll their sleeves up and have a go. Yeah. Um, when there's not a trophy on the line, we're seeing four losses out of eight, which is what we see under Wenger, which is what we see under Emery. You know, it's just a never-ending cycle. And then they go and put a squad picture up on the website today with Ozil in it. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. It was funny because Ozil was out of line. He was out of sync. Yeah. Yeah, he was out of sync, and I just thought, uh, he's still causing trouble, even in a squad picture. <laughs> yeah, I, I zoomed in to try to find him. Yep, there he is. Couldn't yeah. believe he was still there. Right, I know you're busy tonight. I have a few questions here. Um, yeah, go on, one, of them, one of them is from Brian B, and he says, good 
follower of your channel. He was he says, would you rather win the league under Arteta or have won the Europa League under Emery in Baku? Oh, that's a tough question. That's a good question as well. Yeah. Oh man. I've actually seen us win the league <laughs> five times. I've seen us win the league. I've only seen us win in Europe once. Oh, that's hard. I'd have to say Europe because it would have got us in the Champions League and we might have bought better players in the summer. Yeah. And then do, 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 from Niall Hogan, which manager would you like to see at Arsenal if you had to pick one? Ah. Oh. Well, available or not available, or just like any manager. Yeah, just any anyone. Manager. I wanted Jose. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the reason I wanted Jose is because he's won everything everywhere. And people always say about this three-year myth, oh, on the third year it capitulates. I think, he's, I think his first year he's won the most trophies combined in his first year. Second year is less than his third year. He wins more in the third year than he does in the second year. Yeah. Um, people say he plays negative, boring football. He still holds a record in Spain. For the most goals in a season, yeah. yeah. Even when Pep was Barcelona manager, that was, and um, and if you look at the brand of football Spurs are playing at the moment, <laughs> and the brand of football we're playing at the moment, I'd take Jose in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm surprised at the brand of football that they're playing, because I didn't expect it because he was so defensive at Man United. I think the reason he was so defensive at Man United, Man United, I think Tottenham squad's better than Man United's, but I think they've both got better squads than us. Yeah, as a whole squad. But he's very clever, Jose. He went out there this summer and got, I think, five or six players for less than we spent. But he's yeah. plugged every single gap in his team that he wanted um, plugging. Yeah, and if you look at like Bale, Kane, and Son, I mean, if you can't score goals with that, then there's a stewards. But and then you look at their midfield; they've got Sissoko. And this is why this is what makes me laugh. Like I'm not one to sit and slag off other teams, right? Yeah. When we win the league, then I'll have a go at everyone else. But, yeah. People were sitting there last season going, oh, Jose's below us. Ha ha, he's below us. We went there and then lost. And then he finished above us. They had their goalkeeper out for six months. They had Sissoko out for four months. They had Kane out for two months. They had Son out for a month. Bergwijn had just come in. He got injured after two games. He scored against Man City in the win. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, boy, can you imagine if we had Saka, Martinelli, Aubameyang and Leno out? Yeah, we would probably yeah. be relegated. So I knew he was going to get it right. I'm not saying he's going to win anything. But yeah. I'm kind of worried they're in a title race because this season started how the Leicester season, when they won it, they started. Everyone battering everyone. Yeah. And then the first team that puts seven, eight, nine straight wins together, they're gone. Yeah. And, and if he does that, and let's have it right, they conceded three goals against West Ham when they were 3 0 up. They should have won that game. I watched that. Yeah. They should have won that. That would be another two points. They drew with someone else. I think it was possibly Sheffield United, I think. Yeah. It might not be, but that was in stoppage time they conceded as well. Yeah. They should have four points more than they've actually got. They should be seven wins, one loss. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the best player or one of the best players this season in the league, Son. They've got Harry Kane, who for me right now is the best striker in the league. Yeah. On current form. Yeah. They've got a manager who's won the Premier League multiple times. And the thing that's triggering me in my head is it's 50 odd years since they won it. When he went to Chelsea, it was 50 odd years since they won it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, boy, can you imagine if they win the league before us? In, and he got the job six games before Arteta. Yeah, that would be a bit of a nightmare. The whole Arsenal board would have to resign and the manager just liquidate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Where do you where do you think Arsenal finish this season? Eighth. Eight. Eight again. Yeah, I can't see us finishing above eighth. I yeah. think I think Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, them four are gone. I think when Oli gets sacked, which I think he will do by Christmas, I think they'll go yeah. and get Pochettino in. Yeah, and although he's not won anything, he plays attractive football and he'll get a lot better out of that lot than he is, Oli. Um, so I think they'll finish above us. So there's five. Leicester, they'll finish above us. That's six. And then we've got, what, Wolves, Aston Villa maybe, Everton, Palace. Yeah. They're doing all right this season. Uh, Southampton. It's going to be tough. I think eight for me. I say, and, and listen, people say I'm negative. I'm not negative. I'm the most positive Arsenal fan I know. I want to win the title. I want to win in Europe. You know, and we ain't doing that with this manager, regardless of who the players are. You can see at Tottenham, they finished just above us last season. They've started like a house on fire this season. And that's because they've got a proper manager in there. Yeah, and that's what we should have done. So, yeah, sadly, I think eighth. Yeah. Well, it was great to talk to you anyway, Lee. And thanks for your time. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, I'm about to stream again in half an hour. <laughs> half an hour. Enough time yeah, for a beer. 11 o'clock Spanish time, PM. Yeah. So, no, thanks for having me on, man. Listen, I appreciate yeah. it. Anytime you want me to come on, if it fits in my schedule or not, I'll come on, mate. Yeah, definitely, man. It was great to talk to you. No, nice one, man. Take care. Cheers, man.